entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Hello, America. The Supreme Court is releasing new um, cases. They are uh, releasing some more decisions, um, and they're doing it right now. We are watching that, but I also want to talk to you about something very disturbing called Jane's Revenge that nobody in the mainstream media seems interested in. Uh, In fact, there are new posters out. I'll talk about them here in a second. And only the Wall Street Journal has printed anything about this. We've been looking into Jane's Revenge here now for a while, and we're going to give you the um, the what, the who, the how, and the why on Jane's Revenge in 60 seconds. Relief Factor. Nan just uh, wrote in about her experience, and she said, they, they say that if you quit taking Relief Factor, you realize how good it is. That is true, Glenn. That is true. Uh, Nan, I know what you mean. I stopped taking Relief Factor three weeks into it because they said, try it for three weeks. And I said, I didn't. It's that's. I'm not. It's all in my mind. I'm not feeling that much better. And then I stopped taking Relief Factor and my pain went through the roof. Um, you know, it's it's normal. There are those of us who are skeptical of everything. And uh, and I was skeptical of this. And I mean, why wouldn't you be? You're hearing a a rodeo clown tell you that it works, although a rodeo clown would know that it works. So my apologies to rodeo clowns. Anyway, uh, relief factor. Relief Factor, if you're dealing with pain, please give Relief Factor a try. It was developed by doctors, and it is not a drug. It's a three-week quick start developed for you, $19.95, a dollar a day. It's a trial pack. Hundreds of thousands of people have ordered Relief Factor, and 70% of them go on to order more. So try it, please, for three weeks. ReliefFactor.com or call 800-4-RELIEF. 800, the number 4, RELIEF. It's ReliefFactor.com. What I'm about to talk to you about today will not be mentioned by the mainstream media. They definitely uh, will not be addressing it in the Biden administration. And I doubt the Department of Justice is doing jack squat. This is the closest to a mainstream media outlet that anyone uh, will get for Jane's Jane's revenge. Two weeks ago, the Department of Homeland Security issued a terrorism threat advisory bulletin where they warned, and I quote, individuals who advocate both for and against abortion have on public forums encouraged violence. So if you are pro-life, apparently you're just as dangerous as some of these insane abortion enthusiasts that are showing up to the Supreme Court justice's home. Um. Biden's DOJ has equated the current breakout of violent acts surrounding abortion to both sides of the equation. How many participants of the March of Life have showed up to a Supreme Court justice's home, you know, to to even march, let alone show up to kill? The Family Research Council tallied up uh, over the recent violent attacks and found that there have been over 40 incidents involving pro-life organizations and churches since the leak on the Dobbs decision. And the attacks span the entire country. Washington, D.C., Washington State, Georgia, Texas, Maryland, Virginia, Wisconsin, New York, Michigan. It's everywhere. 
Now, imagine if a wave of terror attacks spanning the entire country began breaking out over the cause considered right wing or conservative. How do you think Biden's DOJ would react? How do you think the media would react to this? We know the answer. But this is a relatively new phenomenon when it comes to terror. Back in the 1960s, 70s and 80s, We knew exactly what the left-wing extremists were all about. We were fighting a war against global communism. And we knew that fear was their weapon, and both the government and the media called them on it. Here's just a short list of some of the left-wing extremist groups. The Weather Underground, the Simonese Liberation Army, the United Freedom Front... FALN and the May 19th communist organization that included members of the Black Panthers. Even with an active campaign to expose them and catch them and prosecute them, these left-wing terrorists uh, were responsible for an insane amount of criminal acts and bombings and murders. Imagine what would happen if the government and the media of today We're operating back then. Well, we've gotten a little taste. As the Democrats began to turn a blind eye to the left-wing violence in the 1990s, things began to spiral out of control. Have you ever heard of the Animal Liberation Front or the Earth Liberation Front? Most haven't, but between 1996 and 2002, they were responsible for 600 criminal acts that caused over $42 million in damages. But those guys are rookies. The Black Lives Matter and Antifa violence in 2020 alone resulted in multiple deaths and one to two billion dollars in damage. We went from a nation of laws and law enforcement to a nation of no, I'm reimagining this violence is mostly peaceful. It's mostly peaceful firebombs, murders and chaos. The problem is, is the Democratic Party just stopped caring. They realized that fear is a very powerful weapon. And in 2001, Bill Clinton pardoned Patty Hearst, who helped one radical Marxist group commit armed robberies. Then he pardoned Weather Underground members Susan Rosenberg and Linda Evans. Rosenberg was convicted of possessing 740 pounds of dynamite, and Evans was convicted for helping uh, to bomb the U.S. Capitol. You've seen the pictures recently. It was much, 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 much worse than anything that happened on January 6th. So in 2017, Obama then commuted the sentence of Oscar Lopez uh, Rivera, He helped lead the Marxist group FALN. That group from 1974 to 1983, as he was leader, they were responsible for more than 130 bombings, four deaths, and dozens wounded. Are you noticing a pattern here? The people who are getting released by our Democratic presidents are all terrorists. This is the modern American left. They pardon or commute the sentences for Marxist terrorists. But a nationwide campaign to attack churches and pro-life organization, that goes on now in silence. Why? Well, I think it's consistent. They've refused to bat an eye when the son of two weatherground uh, underground uh, members, uh, Chesse uh, 
uh, how do you say his last name? Budin? Yeah. Chesse Budin, who runs the district, who runs for district attorney in San Francisco. That is that is the son. Then they try and run uh, PR as he's blamed for massive crime waves that ultimately ended in his recall. The Democratic Party. They see fear as a weapon. Maxine Waters told her supporters to follow the GOP politicians everywhere they go. It's why Keith Ellison tweeted a photo, photo of himself holding a copy of the Antifa handbook. It's why Jen Psaki would never say the Biden administration condemned the abortion protests outside of Kavanaugh's home. They want you to be afraid. They want you to be subdued. They want you to be broken. Over 40 attacks on pro-life organizations and churches. And it appears that the Justice Department is ignoring it. Where are they? Let me show you again a poster from the Night of Rage. This is a poster that is on the streets of the District of Columbia today as we wait for more results from the Supreme Court. Posters everywhere in New York. D.C. call to action. Night of Rage. The night SCOTUS overturns Roe versus Wade hit the streets. You said you'd riot to our oppressors. If abortions aren't safe, neither are you. Jane's revenge. Where's the DOJ on this? In May, a pro-life organization, Madison, Wisconsin, attacked with a Molotov cocktail. Also vandalized with the words, if abortions aren't safe, then neither are you. Hmm. Sound familiar? Now, it wasn't immediately known who was responsible, but an anonymous intermediary reached out to investigate uh, journalist Robert Evans claiming responsibility. I'm sorry. They reached out to investigative reporter Robert Evans claiming responsibility. Um, it was titled the first communique. And that first communique was found on the dark web. You know where nobody I know lives. The group calls themselves Jane's Revenge. That comes from a 1970s era group that performed illegal abortions called the Jane's Collective. Now, listen to some of their own words from the first communique. Quote, this is not a declaration of war. War has been upon us for decades. This was only a warning. As you continue to bomb clinics and assassinate doctors with impunity, so too... Shall we adopt increasing extreme tactics to maintain freedom over our own bodies? We are forced to adopt the minimum military requirement for a political struggle. Again, this was only a warning. Next time, the infrastructure of the enslavers will not survive. Medical imperialism will not face a passive enemy. Wisconsin is the first flashpoint, but we are all over the U.S. and we will issue no further warnings. And we will not stop. We will not back down, nor will we hesitate to strike. We are not one group, but many. We are in your city. We are in every city. Jane's Revenge. Is that not terror? Is that not the very definition of a terrorist group? This warning came out May 8th. On May 30th, Jane's Revenge issued another communique announcing a night of rage. 
which they are holding secret for the near term and the near future. We believe, because of the posters that have just been put out, that that is for the night of broken glass, if you will, the riot, the night that uh, Roe versus Wade may be overturned. Now, imagine what would happen if the Weather Underground or May 19th Communist Organization bombed a government building, then announced a night of rage in the near future. If they were stalking our Supreme Court justices, the FBI, the DOJ, and every other alphabet agency would have been all hands on deck in all of government response to find them and to take them down. Again, where's the Department of Justice? Where was Joe Biden's address to let the public know that they condemned this group and they're actively investigating? The warnings have gone unanswered. And one week later, a pro-life facility operated by Compass Care in Buffalo was the next to be firebombed. One week later, Jane's Revenge took credit for the attack. They were also listed, uh, listing other attacks that they were involved with. Quote, you may have seen us in Madison, Wisconsin, Fort Collins, Colorado, Risertown, Massachusetts, Olympia, Washington, Des Moines, Iowa, Linwood, Washington, Washington, D.C., Asheville, Buffalo, Hollywood, Florida, Vancouver, Washington, Frederick, Maryland, Denton, Texas, Gresham, Oregon, Eugene, Oregon, Portland, Oregon, among many others. And we work in countless locations invisibly. Quoting, your 30 days expired yesterday. We offered an honorable way out. You could have walked away. But now the leash is off, and we will make it as hard as possible for you to campaign and continue your campaign of aggression, oppression. We have demonstrated in the past month how easy and fun it is to attack. From here forward, any anti-choice group who closes their doors and stops operating will no longer be a target. But until you do, it is open season, and we know where your operations are. Again, where is the Department of Justice? They've already claimed responsibility for at least 17 attacks. There are more than 2,800 pregnancy clinics in the country. How, how, how far does this have to go before Biden does his job? We've been looking into this organization, trying to find its funding. It appears their structure is specifically designed to be vague. It's also suspiciously exactly the way antifa operates we spoke to some pro-life organizations that voiced suspicion that jane's revenge could in fact be members of antifa we're still looking into it but their organization as well as their graffiti is very telling some of the buildings that they have attacked have been tagged with the anarchist a common with antifa they also spray painted the numbers 1312 which stands for ACAB. A cab, all cops are bastards. Does that sound like a pro-abortion person talking to you? For years, we have asked the government to do something about Antifa. President Trump tried to label them as domestic terrorists, but it never went through. That inaction contributed to the summer of rage in 2020, and their further inaction has now put pro-life organizations even at greater risk. And at this point, the only way to get Biden's DOJ to take notice 
is if you're a parent that doesn't like CRT or sexually explicit material in your kids' schools. Or if you happen to be on Washington, D.C.'s mall on January 6th, and that's about it. If a leftist terrorist group violently attacks a pro-life organization, declares more attacks in the future, no big deal. If you just follow the trends from the Democrats over the past few decades, this is not surprising, nor will it be surprising what happens when the left unleashes war on our streets. For fear is their weapon. And congratulations, who everybody wanted to return to normalcy with Joe Biden. Welcome to Joe Biden's America. Our sponsor this half hour is Preborn. So while I uh, have been reading the uh, threats from uh, Jane's Revenge, let me just say this. The Blaze and the Glenn Beck program have partnered with Preborn. Preborn is is the premier pro-life group, I think, in America. They have found the way and unlocked the keys on how to get women to look at their babies as babies, not a clump of cells. Uh, right now, right now, every 34 seconds in America, a child who is supposed to be born is aborted. About 20% of all of the children that are supposed to be born are killed. This madness, this death cult has to stop. So how do we do it? Well, let's go the opposite way of Jane's revenge. Let's love these mothers. Preborn has rescued hundreds of thousands of babies' lives through ultrasound. All they do is bring information. When a woman considering an abortion visits a preborn center, she hears the baby's heartbeat. She sees the baby. And when she sees that child on an ultrasound, the majority of the time she chooses life for her baby. So let's help these women, not just there with the ultrasound, but afterwards, let's help them get on their feet. I want you to join the Glenn Beck program. Join me and Preborn to help rescue 50,000 babies in 2022. For $28, you can sponsor one ultrasound. For $140, you can help rescue five babies' lives. All of these gifts are tax-deductible. Donate. There is no one on the sidelines in this. We are fighting not against flesh and bone, but good versus evil. Choose to be on the right side today. Key, key word is baby if you just dial pound 250. Pound 250 and keyword baby. Or just donate securely at preborn.com slash back. We're all under attack. But the ones we should care about are the children, the babies. Preborn.com slash Beck. Stand for life. 10 seconds, station ID. Stu, I know you've been looking into uh, Jane's Revenge uh, as well, and some people are saying, this is just the right trying to make the left look bad. Please give it a rest. 
Yeah, I mean, I guess theoretically you could you should consider all options on this. Uh, yeah, would consider know, it again. I don't know why exactly the right would do this. I don't know that there's been any real history of them doing this. Uh, one of the things though that convinced me to discard that theory was multiple organizations, and uh, I know one professor that studies this got word of this organization from someone unnamed that that assured them that it was legitimate in other words someone they knew on the left in the activist community that was already working with these types of organizations came to them and said hey you know this is legit and this is from multiple different organizations and people who study this so we don't know for sure obviously we don't have the entire history it could be one of those things where they've something was somehow started falsely and has been appropriated by people who really are doing it but it is really happening we're seeing the attacks it's actually real and it's people who study this are saying it's actually real more next the glenn back program lots of ways to show your appreciation for those who fight to keep us free and safe it isn't um it isn't just send people off to war or send people out, um, you know, to police our streets and, you know, hey, they knew the odds. And it's not just it's not enough to give on certain days of the year. We want to do it all of our days and be people of merit. Tunnel to Towers was founded uh, right after September 11th, and they wanted to help all the service people that didn't come home that day. They wanted to help the firemen and the police, and their families. And they've expanded now to military as well. Anybody who is fighting in our name, anybody who is standing up for truth, justice in the American way. Um, if they if they lose their life in the in the course of duty, Tunnel to Towers make sure that they don't that family does not have to worry about a mortgage. They're homeless veterans, they're giving through Operation Home Base, just tiny homes. It's remarkable what they do. Check them out now. Just go to T2T.org, Tunnel to Towers, T, the number 2T.org, and donate $11 a month. Do it now. And blazetv.com slash Glenn. The promo code is Glenn to save 10 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV. This is the Glenn Beck program. We have a Supreme Court ruling that just came out that looks very, very good. There were, I think, three others that are are not really on anybody's radar. Uh, I'm sorry to say that for those who are involved, but uh, there is one major ruling that is coming out today, and it is a great ruling for religious schools. Uh, can you summarize, Stu? Yeah, basically, it's a program in Maine that was about tuition to private schools in areas where maybe there wasn't a, a school and it was more rural area, maybe no school available. Can you get tuition to private schools? And Maine basically said, yeah, some of these religious schools, they don't qualify. You can't give you, you can't use this program for those religious schools because, you know, they're religious. And the court ruled 6-3 that that law is unconstitutional. So on the split that you'd theoretically assume, Roberts wrote it along with the five conservatives and then, you know, the typical dissent you'd expect from the three uh, liberals on the court. I should give you this one. I mean, just, you know, you know, there's no bigger dunce on the court than uh, Sonia Sotomayor. Uh, you know, the other, you know, Elena Kagan's liberal, right? But. 
Sotomayor's special category. She writes, the court continues to dismantle the wall of separation between church and state that the framers fought to build. (laughs) They didn't fight to build it. They never, they, oh my gosh. Oh, she's just a dunce. But anyway, 14 cases remaining. We have at least one more coming. The other three are relative. There's, you know, kind of an interesting one on crime that doesn't make all that much sense to me. Um, but uh, it was, which was a seven-two decision on a, on a attempted robbery that they're saying basically was not a violent crime for sentencing purposes, even though there was a threat threat of violence uh, and someone got shot in the incident and a bunch of other stuff, including a guilty plea from from the guy who did it. But they said that's not a, a crime of violence for federal gui- uh, sentencing guidelines. Long story short, it's a kind of a strange one, and Clarence Thomas has a very funny, very short dissent on it uh, that you may <laughs> want to read a little bit later. We'll on. get to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll get to that later. I, I, let's get somebody on the on the phone to explain that because does that now play into all of these prosecutors that are trying to reduce sentencing? Yeah, it's a federal. It's the federal sentencing guidelines on this one. So basically, in this particular case, the guy can go to jail for thirty years, but or for twenty years, but not thirty. Um, so in this particular case, you know, who knows? But it would indicate that some people who have been convicted to, uh, and been sentenced to longer uh, t- time periods could get that reduced uh, with a challenge. And going forward, it may be more difficult to put these guys in prison for longer periods of time. All right, so let me uh, let me pick up where I left off yesterday with Michelle Obama, because you need to understand this. What is happening in today's America has been a very long laid plan. And the first warning sign of it came from Michelle Obama. She was in Puerto Rico. This 2008. She's on the campaign trail. And she says famously these words. And Barack knows that we are going to have to make sacrifices We are going to have to change our conversation. We're going to have to change our traditions, our history. We're going to have to move into a different place uh, as a nation to provide the kind of future that we all want desperately for our children. Uh, And he is the man to do it. Now, just a few days before, in fact, five days before the election, uh, then candidate Obama said the words we are five days away from the fundamental transformation of the united states of america so we know when this was put into play and it is being finished now yesterday i played this uh, clip from her uh where she was saying barack knows Brock knows that we're going to have to make sacrifices and i told you about all of the things that we have already sacrificed And then she said, we're going to have to change our language, our conversations. Well, that's been fundamentally transformed, hasn't it? Aren't you having conversations now that you never thought you would ever have in America? I love the Ricky Gervais line saying that, uh, you know, you're never going to get you're never going to get bashed uh, and kicked off Twitter or any social media for 10 years ago saying, There's no such thing as a man that can get pregnant because we didn't say it back then because we didn't think we had to think of think of all of the things that we're saying now to each other that we're talking about having conversations about about, you know, men 
in women's changing rooms, uh, pronouns. You can't define a woman. Our Supreme Court justice nominee could not define a woman. Don't think that would have happened prior to 2008. Or the fact that all white people are guilty and there is no salvation for them. Our God and our Constitution. They've been run out of town. The teachings now and the sacraments, they're bigoted. Who would have ever thought that with the founding of this nation, that proclaiming your faith, and I don't care what it is, I don't care if you're the, you know, you follow the church of Piglet from Winnie the Pooh. I don't care. The fact that we can't talk about our faith openly without being called bigots is remarkable. The conversations that we have had on terror right now, that January 6th, the clowns that went in and actually did something, I want them in jail. But to say that that was a serious terrorist insurrection is ridiculous. And yet the conversation we just had, where's the DOJ on Jane's revenge? Where's the DOJ on Black Lives Matter? The fact that we can't even talk about Black Lives Matter. The conversations that have happened in our national archives over our founding documents where they had to put warning labels on them because they were offensive. Yeah, I think we've changed our conversations. I think we've sacrificed. She goes on to say, and we're going to change our our traditions and our history. Well, I think that has happened. Our traditions, look at the, the state of the church today. Look at the state of our holidays. Look at the state of just Independence Day, July 4th. How many of us, the diehard constitutionalists, the ones who love America, go to a 4th of July ceremony and we're kind of like, eh. Our, all of our traditions had been debased. All of our heroes have been debased. All of our institutions debased. What do you believe in today? I would say that's changing our traditions. Our foundations of life, liberty, and property, gone. Your personal business was your personal business. And, and you had the God-given freedom to expand your opportunities to the best of your abilities, but you don't anymore. We fought a bloody war to create an experiment to break free from overlords. We fought another bloody war to guarantee that that freedom we love so much included all skin colors. There's no other nation on the planet that did that. There is no other nation on the planet where freedom and opportunity are so widely shared and available regardless of race or creed. Nowhere yet we don't think we're special. Our traditions and our history are being changed. Occupy Wall Street said it was those dirty one percenters who are enslaving the other 99%. Eat the rich. And how did Obama respond? He sympathized with them. Do you remember that? He said the radicals in the Occupy, uh, Occupy movement reflected the, quote, broad-based frustration in the country. 
Later, when discussing Black Lives Matter, Obama said the movement was, quote, something that gave me hope, end quote. Why am I not surprised that those who called for the fundamental transformation of America find hope in the words of trained Marxists? Michelle Obama said she feared for her daughter's lives now that they're driving cars. Why? Because of all of the systemically racist cops out there. This is the tradition. This is the history. The 1619 Project. They are changing it because they know if we disconnect from our history and our traditions, we no longer are America. They want us to believe that everything is racist, bigoted, and everyone is full of hate. They want us to believe that the pilgrims were horrible people, despite all of the actual evidence and documents. And worst of all, the most important tradition of all, the American family, that is the strength and the backbone of our culture. But just like the progressives did in the 1960s, they, by saying we love you so much, they killed the black family. And look at what has happened to their culture. Look at what has happened because they broke the back of the family. That wasn't blacks that did that. That was progressive whites that did that. And now Black Lives Matter is returning the favor. They've pledged to end the nuclear family. Children are being taught in schools to be advocates and activists to march to join unions they're being subjected to sexualized material drag queens were never part of our culture at least the overall culture drag queens were a subculture now they are our culture now we have nancy pelosi saying drag queens are what made america what it is today woodrow wilson said it was the purpose of a university to make a son as most unlike his father as possible. Well, they're doing it now in pre-K, in kindergarten. They're directly going after our grade school kids, and they're using our kids to break our families. See, this is the most sinister part of the transformation, honestly. Companies like Disney, public school boards, Federal government going directly at the most vulnerable targets they can find, our children, all to re-engineer a warped view of our history, to shatter American traditions, destroy the American family. And who better to lead it for the left than Mickey frickin' Mouse? If that's not a tradition that has now been destroyed... Michelle said at the end of her statement that we are moving into a different place as a nation to provide the future we want. This is why America first is so dangerous for them. America must be subservient. America must be broken. We are not a lighthouse. We are not a sh- city on a, uh, a shining city on a on a hill. We're not that. If the most powerful nation that has ever existed can bow to an outside power. Who will the subjects bow to? How many freedoms will they be willing to sacrifice? 
our tradition of our proud military being destroyed, destroyed. Who does this administration take the lead from? Every time they talk or write an executive order, I see regurgitated words from the World Economic Forum. The future Michelle spoke about is summed up with one word, subservience. That is the new America, and it is the end of the American experiment, the end of the American tradition and exceptionalism. It is the end of the nation that you and I remember. But it doesn't have to be that way. Tomorrow, I will show you a way out. Don't miss it. So the way things are going, Google will probably invent an artificially intelligent cyber criminal uh, one of these days. Um, instead of figuratively stealing your identity, it will literally steal it. Uh, like you'll be one of the Borg or something. But anyway, until that blessed day, uh, we are still stuck with the old cyber criminals, you know, sitting in a wife beater t-shirt in the basement of their mom's house someplace in Russia. Uh, it's still a bummer, uh, but it's important to understand how cyber crime and identity theft can affect your lives every day. We put our information at risk on the internet. And that's what LifeLock is here for. They can't catch everything. No one can. But they can monitor things better than you can on your own. And if you do become a victim, the restoration specialist can work with you to help you fix the problem quickly. Nobody can prevent everything from happening. But LifeLock by Norton is the very best. Join now and save up to 25% off your first year with promo code BACK. Call 1-800-LIFELOCK. 1-800-LIFELOCK or LifeLock.com. Make sure you use the promo code BACK for 25% off. LifeLock.com. The Glenn Beck Program. Miss a day? Miss a lot. Visit BlazeTV.com today and never miss a moment of truth. There have been, uh, there's, I think, 13 cases left. There were 18 today. Five came out. Um, and only one of them are of the big six that we are really expecting that could change everything that we know uh, in, uh, in our country, one of which being the overturning of Roe versus Wade. One of them came out today, one of the five that came out, and that's one of the big six. And it is really on private schools and religious schools uh, can you use government money to send your kids to uh, religious schools? And the answer is yes. Yeah. And one of the dissents, I think it was Breyer, who wrote basically like, does this mean that if a parent wants to send their kid to a private school, the government has to pay them? I'm like, I, I don't think so, but I hope so. That would be <laughs> that would be fantastic. I certainly hope so. Yeah. yeah you, you fantastic. Mean, you mean I don't yeah. have to I can stop dumping all of my money into tax payments for public schools that I don't send my kids to? That would be wonderful. I would love to not pay twice yeah. for school. It would be great. Hey, you mean I could pay on a school that I believe in mm. and not one that I that's teaching everything I'm one hundred percent against? Or both. Wow. Mm. This is the Glenn Beck Program.